this episode is all about <laughs> making large transitions in life, either away from something that we don't like or towards uh, or, or, or towards something that really inspires us. And um, our guest today was Michael Page, who made a huge leap to become a stuntman. No pun intended. Yep. And he landed, seems like he landed well. On his two feet. He landed on both feet as required by stuntman. But yeah, yeah, actually, no, it's not really required. You're supposed to land on your back, aren't you? Uh, or, <laughs> or in any anywhere but your feet, I guess, actually. <laughs> so, so he's doing better than the uh, uh, usual stuntman job. <laughs> yeah. But you, you had a couple of interesting uh, points that you took from it that I thought would be useful to, you know, share now just so that people know why... Why? Why is it a really good episode to watch? Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he overcame um, a lot of uh, adversity to um, to be able to get to where he is. I mean, um, yeah. he he was not to give it all away, but you know, he he was in a comfortable position um, with uh, good prospects in the future. Yeah. Um, but he just had a calling, um, and he knew that. Um, he had to go for it otherwise it would you know he'd regret for the rest of his life and not only that um, he had um, a lot of people professional people um, medical uh, problems and medical professionals who told him you should not do this Um, yeah that's exactly it I mean he had a literal hole in his heart (laughs) I won't give more than away than that but yeah (laughs) but still i mean yeah and so and so it's it's, it's exactly in and and i think it's at the end it's one of those few episodes that i actually feel inspired by the end and uplifted Mm. and i feel by the end of the episode i also get a good grasp on um, not just mike's character and personality but the kind of character and person i mean you know I, i i get a sense of what i need to do uh, how yeah. I might think about evaluating my own journey, um, yeah. and, 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 and that's, that's really something special, and, and I get a source of inspiration from that. So I think that's that's absolutely it. Um, thank you, Michael Page, yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. for sharing everything in this episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it and take I hope a lot. You feel from inspired it. by it as well. Hundred percent. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. And today we have with us another Mike. We got uh, what looks like calling straight from his studio. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're crowding you out today, Chetan. There might be some confusion as to uh, who, which uh, question, which mic the question is being asked to, but hopefully it's mainly going to be towards the other mic, not me. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the, the interesting mic. Uh, yeah, so can... exactly. <laughs> 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 we have Mike squared on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was, I was thinking we can we can kick this off with uh, asking you, interesting Mike, um, yeah. <laughs> about <laughs> where you're at in the world and and uh, yeah, something interesting about that. I don't know. Uh, so I well, where physically um, I'm in the wonderful town of Hitchin in. Hertfordshire, um, oh, just north of London. Um, yeah. Green, green. Prime commuter belt for London. So, um, if anyone fancies visiting, there's a wonderful lavender field here, which is world famous. If you want to know, that's um, true. There's I've also ones of people. Huh? I thought yeah. the world famous lavender field is like near where I live. So, in South well, London. when I say it's world world famous, is that um, someone who I know went to China once and they just saw a random post of a hitch in Lavender Fields in some random little town in China. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> I thought every 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 Lavender Field in uh, in England people uh, claim uh, that it's uh, globally, Swan. internationally famous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can separate it. We can, we can give the hitch in Lavender Fields to the Chinese and we'll keep the South London ones for, uh, for the Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's exclusive. Nice, nice. And um, did you did you grow up in Hitchin, Mike? Uh, yes, I uh, lived in Hitchin all my life. Yeah, pretty much. I went well when I went to university. Um, 
I was living sort of elsewhere for those three mm. years, but then uh, moved back and have still yet to move out of Hitchin, really. <laughs> but it's, 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 uh, it's really nicely situated for like for my work. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's just really, this is a lovely place to live. So I love it here. Yeah. Nice. And uh, okay. I mean, take us through. So, like, all right, you, you, you work right now, you're working as a stuntman, but you weren't always a stuntman. Uh, so I was wondering if we could just go through your story and all the challenges along the way. Um, um, that, that, so I'll, I'll start off with saying that I, I would re- regard myself as a stunt trainee because I'm not uh, yet okay. a stunt register. Um, so, so maybe we can, we can even get into that a little bit later, but for, for all intents and purposes, I just, just I refer to myself as a stunt trainee okay. in the UK. Okay. okay. Uh, um, you're gone. And... Where did yeah? Where did, where did all where, where did that start? So it, I tell you what, it started in my yeah. It started in my childhood. I'd say um, I had a lot of like very creatively minded friends, um, and we used to like make films when we were younger. Um, we yeah. So I had I had a friend who was really really good at like um, video editing and using like special effects. And he figured out a way to make lightsaber effects and stuff. And so we just got some sticks, made some little lightsabers, and like recorded some lightsaber fights. And <laughs> I think, don't think any, none of the stuff we filmed exists anymore. It's all on VHS tapes somewhere. It's <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. somebody, so, somebody's loft, but yeah. Let's 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 be honest. I've I've heard stories. Uh, I think is it your friend Katie? Um, uh, so my friend Katie, she she, she, she was yeah, she, she's she's an actor. And yeah, so she was in, because we made a James Bond spoof um, when we were younger and she was in that. I can't remember what her role was, but she was in it and helped me out with the script as well. So I've always been like, when I was younger, me and my friends were always like creating stuff. But I, um, I remember her telling me that, uh, I think it was her that told me that you asked her to drive at you at 60 miles per hour in a car <laughs> once. So you could, so let's, let's, let's just be clear about saying I'm making creative videos. Wait, wait <laughs> a minute, wait, wait a minute. Did that actually happen? Uh, I was just kind of spitballing some ideas. And, <laughs> and that seemed like a good idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. And she uh, advised me otherwise. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm we're all very glad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, okay. And so that's and so then. So I think I think the, the cool thing is like a lot a lot of our dreams, a lot of our the things that we want to do start off when we're, when we're children. But then, like, what so what what happened after that? Like, did you did, um, you, did you pursue it or? So I yeah. So it was when I was a child. I was like, I want to, like, it was my childhood dream to be a stunt performer, but I kind of just like passed it away as, as a pipe dream, I guess, you know, something that, ah, uh, you know, it would never really happen. Um, went off and did the whole life thing, uh, went to university, <laughs> um, got a job, went back to university, got another job. Um, and then mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I was sat at work about, yeah, it was probably about four, three, four years ago. No, be about four years ago now. Um, and it just suddenly clicked in my head, like, ah, oh, you wanted to be a stunt form when you were younger. I wonder if that's actually, like, possible. And, like, how would you go about doing that? And I spent the afternoon at work on the computer, like, researching it. <laughs> um, and then yeah. found, yeah, just did, did some research, found out about some, like, courses that companies do for, like, screen combat and thought, oh, let's just go and give it a try. And see what happens. Like mm. start it all. Uh, yes, Mike. Um, if I can ask, um, what age generally do startmen start uh, trading? Is that is that quite quite? Do they usually? I mean, because you said uh, you you so, passed it off as like a a pipe dream, but yeah. do people if they actually like um, if if they're not. Are they usually starting quite at a young age? Or? So I think the average age, probably like maybe the early 20s, I guess. Okay. Um, but then you do get some people. I think somebody got on onto the stunt register a couple of years ago. who's in his 60s, perhaps. Really? Uh, that was, that, that's like a kind of a rare thing. So wow. probably the average age is kind of like yeah. for starting in their 20s. But um, I know people who are like in their 40s who are training for the stunt register. So. And, and what age did you feel like you... Um, wanted to go. What, what what age did you start, basically? 
Uh, when I was 29, I think. 20, okay. 28, 29, around there. Okay, so it's not that late yeah. then, kind of. No, no, not, <clears throat> not, not too late. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not too late at all. Okay. So, Looked like Chetan had a question. No, it was a silly question. It was like, do you rate Tom Cruise as a stuntman? Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's rubbish. <laughs> he only hanged from, a, a, from a, a moving, flying plane or something, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, it's it's good, good to ask like an actual person in the industry. I mean, there, yeah. is, there is a discussion to be had about the appropriateness of actors doing their own stunts. Mm. Um, yeah. And... and what's, it's like because effectively we're um, stunt, stunt guys are there because they're like disposable. You know, you can injure them as much as you want. And you can just get another one if they get injured. Whereas with actors, if they injure themselves doing a stunt, then that puts the entire production out for like yeah. however long, oh, and see. that's stupid out of work. So there's, there's a, this case, you can have a discussion about whether actors should be doing their own stunts and stuff. Mm. But, but no, I, they, I think Cruise Absolute yeah. Machine, love the man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is, it, is, is, is there a greatest stuntman that you aspire to? Uh, so when I used to love watching like Jackie Chan films when I was younger, mm. uh, I think his his fighting style, because he's like, yeah, so his fighting style is very kind of like action comedy. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I really like that. I, I love like the, the, the combination of like, having a really solidly well put together action scene, but yet it's still funny to watch at the same time because he's like using yeah. like fighting like ladders, he's doing like drunken master style and it's like, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Was it, I used to watch when younger. When you watched Rush Hour, were your favourite parts the outtakes at the end then? Because I always found that <laughs> hilarious. And then, you know, when you see like the, the failed stunts at the end, and it's yeah. so h- hilarious, you know, when he's like tries to jump up a, a wall and he, Fails, he tries to jump through a little tiny little narrow gap. And yeah, <laughs> like just hits the wall and bounces back. You know, those are the best. I mean, it's 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 good to watch those because it kind of makes you realise. Oh yeah, it takes mm. a lot. It takes a lot of time. Mm. Um, and there's something that's quite different. Like when you like with the difference between like the well, one difference between like the Hong Kong like action scene and like the like Hollywood Western action scene is that. Um, they'll generally give like a lot more time to the action scenes in Hong Kong. So like Jackie Chan would have like hundreds of takes trying to do something just to get that mm. like one take. Whereas um, you d- often don't get that um, over this way. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. The cultural difference there. Um, and so, okay, nice. I was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was just curious, like just to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Take me back to like so so you were so you were working. What, what was your work at the time when you were? Uh, you know, so I used to work for a company that did like quality control of construction materials, um, so like okay. asphalt, concrete. So I could bore you to death on road surfaces. If, we, <laughs> if you want to have a podcast about <laughs> road actually, surfaces. actually. You, yeah. when we were in Colombia, you, when we were driving around, you were explaining to me all the different road surfaces and how they'd laid them wrong or the issues that were going to take place. And I found it super useful. So <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> yeah, I found it super useful. Um, yeah. it, it allowed me to, I actually started reading it off to other people. Um, oh, right. <laughs> like going, this, 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 they're laying it like this now, but it's not got the proper drainage underneath. So it's going to start uh, developing potholes at some point. <laughs> I think I think if you're a cyclist, you generally appreciate uh, good roads as well. Like I, because I, I cycle to work every day, and there are I do the same route every day, and I look forward yeah. to certain parts of the road. <laughs> and it sounds very sad, but like this road is this part is nice. I don't like this cycle, this part of the road. And sometimes yeah. when it's raining heavily, this part like the water when I cycle over this part of the road, the water doesn't like come like back onto my my ass. Um, you know, you have like mud, mud guards and mud flaps on the back of your bike. Um, that was stolen, um, so I don't uh, I haven't had one for a while in Japan, believe it or not. But that's, yeah. that's stolen, <laughs> shocking. Yeah, the most random things in Japan, yeah, umbrellas and mud flaps, yeah. Um, so, so okay, and did, did you enjoy the work? Um, oh, yeah, I actually, um, re- re- I loved the job, it was a lot of fun, um, because mm. it was very, I've always been a very like, um, 
practically minded person and very hands-on and the, the the job itself you know it was a lot of like physical testing um mm. so it, for most of my time there i worked in the laboratory um where we would get samples in from like all over the uk and we'd do a variety of different tests on them um and so yeah we really enjoyed it um and but i kind of like even though i did enjoy it and it could have like turned into quite a fruitful career you know, as like an engineer in the construction industry, I, I always, like mm. I just got that little itch, thinking, Michael, you could, you know, stunts, stunts, filming, Okay, cool. And so, so, so that that it, so it was just like a spontaneous itch, like it just, it just, it's just kind of yeah. I, I was a, a mm. yeah. It was almost like an epiphany, like a very, a very mild epiphany that like, like snowballed, I guess. Mm. Okay. And, and just one day of work, you started Googling it, and yeah. then that's where it all started from, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was pretty much. What, what yeah. did you What did you find on on Google that that then led to uh, where you are now? Just classes. Um, so, so it was the so the first thing I discovered. Well, the, yeah, the first thing I kind of like discovered and actively pursued was there's this um, uh, company called the British Action Academy which is run by a guy called Andreas, who was like, he's a stunt coordinator, um, been in the industry a long time. He was Ewan McGregor's stunt double in Phantom Menace mm. and like, did a lot of, so you, you, you know, the fight in uh, Phantom Menace yeah. that everyone loves between, um, uh, no, between um, Darth Maul and, um, Oh, sorry. We are not Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Bloody hell. God. I'm wearing and, a Star Wars uh, shirt. Like, my, my like he, 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 he choreographed all that and stuff. So he's absolutely a fantastic guy. And he runs this um, these series of courses called the British Action Academy Warrior Masterclasses. And I signed up for like their first one. And it was the best decision I've ever made in my life because, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. So I met, I met so many people on it that are just like, like-minded who are also trained for the stunt register um, and just mm. love the art of screen combat and screen fighting and falling over and stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so like when, when you joined this, um, was it the British, uh, British action Academy? Yeah. British action Academy. At that point, did you, were you thinking about uh, becoming a stunt trainee or, or was it just like, I'm just giving this, so, this is just like a side thing. Yeah. At that point, I sort of think, I think I wasn't, I didn't really know about the technical aspects of becoming a stunt performer in the UK because it is very, it's a very like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of boxes you have to tick. Um, yeah, we'll get to that. It's very interesting. We get there, we get there a bit later on. Um, so I wasn't really too sure about that kind of thing, but that side of it. Um, and it was more, I was more going just kind of like, you know, find out, do I enjoy it? How good am I at it? Is it like a worthwhile career to start pursuing? And it turned out, yeah, I'm not too bad at it, and I love it, and it's definitely a worthwhile career to pursue. So, uh, how, how did you evaluate worthwhile? Because I think, like, that's actually a big question for uh, a lot of our audience is like trying to understand, like, how do they judge the idea of worthwhile? Um, worthwhile. Well, I think for me, like, because. Yeah, so after I did a couple of the courses and like started getting to know like people, we'd like we'd meet up and do, um, we'd 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 film our own fight sequences because we loved it and we enjoyed mm-hmm. doing it. And I realised that if if I had if I had like an infinite amount of money, I would spend all my time doing stunt work. I'm like if if, if the work was there and it was unpaid, I'd still do it. I'd, mm. I'd voluntarily do it because I just it's so much fun yeah um, it's, it's I mean it, yeah basically so you would you would spend all your money on that anyway so if you're getting paid yeah. for it at the end of the day yeah, it's like exactly. a no-brainer almost I, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be doing it voluntarily if I had the means to sort of survive yeah, yeah, without yeah. being mm. yeah without yeah so ultimately it, was, yeah. it sounds like it was an easy decision were you, were you still working though on your other job at this time or... Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. In fact, they were they were very they were very supportive. Actually, like, I had two really good bosses who um, kind of acknowledged that I was like kind of like wanting to go down this route, and they were very um, 
supportive of me kind of like oh guys can i just have like two weeks off here to go like and film this stuff <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> which, which is probably a luxury that a lot of people don't don't get um and w- were they giving yeah go on well i mean was that like outside of your hol- your uh, stipulated holiday or or was that yeah so just out, outside of mm. well because it had kind of happened at the beginning of COVID, yeah, so at the beginning of 2020, uh, I, w- I went to my boss and said, um, I'm going to leave to become a stunt performer. Um, I'm ha- handing in my notice. Blah, 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 blah. And they said, okay, Michael, just hang fire here a second. We'll keep you on. Can we keep you on at like part-time, um, part-time contract for the time being? And then, you know, when you want to like go away for filming and stuff, you can uh, which was very fortunate mm. because then obviously COVID hit. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. I was first, like furlough from that job coming in, where if I, if I just quit my job, then it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but then after that, then I I stayed in the job for about another year, kind of like semi part time ish. Like yeah. I'd kind of say, oh, can I have two weeks off to go onto this production and stuff and they were like yeah okay and then i'd kind of we went to work around so i'd like put in extra hours at the weekend um and in the evenings and stuff so but yeah it worked out pretty well and then i think a couple of years ago i just sort of handed in my notice completely and then just threw myself into the film industry and like so so when you're in that kind of in the middle phase like where you you were pursuing the stunt career and doing part time was that was that frustrating at all? Um, or uh, no, I wouldn't say so. It was, it was good. just kind of like it is what it, it is. What it is. My, my mentality was like, you know, I kind of I still need the money um, from this job, um, mm. and yeah, so, I mean, I'm still I'm still like getting. I was still being able to train and get all my training in, and still being able to film on productions. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't. It was. I wasn't too frustrated with it at all. So, and, and when you transitioned full time into the stunt side, was that once you started getting enough money from the stunt stuff to to, to support you, or was it? Uh, so, it, well, I can't actually remember why. To be honest, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was because I I got enough savings saved up that I thought that I can sort of live off my savings. Um, and then any money I do get from like filming can go on the training because the training for the stuntman just takes it's a, it's a lot of money, uh, quite a lot of money. Mm. Um, mm. So, yeah. and then I was kind of just like living off my savings for a bit, which I'm still doing at the moment because I'm, ma- I'm making a fair fair amount. But obviously at the moment, oh, at the moment it's quite quiet. The vice strikes. Oh yeah, of course. Which is uh, just having a bit of an yeah. impact on the industry over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, 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 okay. And so, I mean, do 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 you have a backup? Uh, <laughs> <if you're>, <laughs> um. So I do. So I. So I still do like Duke of Edinburgh work, mm. uh, which I actually started doing after I started going. I started going down the stunt route, um, which actually because I really enjoy that job as well. So I've, I've, I mean, I'm quite fortunate that I've got two jobs that I really enjoy doing. For those who don't I, know, what's, what's Duke of Edinburgh? Oh, so in the United Kingdom, we have a scheme called the Duke of Edinburgh scheme, mm. uh, which it's about... What's it about? Torturing young children. Torturing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's, 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 it's like a youth development scheme, I guess, where they have to do like volunteering... <laughs> You have to like progress in certain skills, and and there's sort of the one part of it is like they have to go on like a, a an expedition, uh, so they have to go, they have to walk, camp, cook, and walk, and they have to navigate and use a compass and a map and that kind of stuff. And so I, because I'm a qualified mountain leader, um, I do the exp- expedition side of things. So I just pretty much let let some kids roam free in the wilderness for a little bit. <laughs> That's the bit that I love. That's the bit that I loved. But it began with I remember one of our first ones uh, in uh, in in Wales, and yeah. we managed to walk in a giant circle. 
uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it was late by the time we got back to the beginning of our circles we had to knock on somebody's door and pitch up in their in their in their backyard wow. and the next day the teachers came and were like hey guys so you're here <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> did, 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 uh, that's how we learned to navigate <laughs> obviously not not learn to navigate <laughs> no i mean oh you actually did it on point, purpose no no i mean so uh-huh. so, so that, that, that 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 was that was the issue that we had and then i had them because of that my group got six weeks of orientation training and then oh, since nice. then I've, I've i've been on like lots of trips with mike where we've had to navigate and stuff oh, okay oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so wait is the is the duke of edinburgh like part of the the training as well for or one of the skills that you need as a as a start uh, it's completely separate okay okay separate. it but just you... um, it just because it so happened quince because there's somebody i did my mountain leader training with back at university he started after university, he went straight into like the outdoor education side of things. Mm. He rang me up one day, said, "Michael, our company's getting really busy. Um, you're you've got you're you're a qualified mentally. Do you want to come work for us?" I was like, "Yeah, okay, mm, okay, that's um, good." Then. So, so if, if it fits in nicely, because I can kind of like pick and choose which dates I want to do. Okay, yeah. Is the is the option of uh, of um, going back to doing part time of your previous jobs there or? Is that just like no? Suddenly the company got dissolved. It got taken over by a bigger <laughs> um, construction um, company, and they just dissolved all the assets. Oh, so it's a good thing. Good, you made the right decision in the end. Then anyway, then yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, 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 uh, it's, it's interesting because what where I'm kind of grasping from this is that like you had this moment of inspiration, you pursued it. Uh, yeah. You didn't have any guarantees when you fully, in, you know, fully, fully entered it. Like you, you decided to live off your savings and to take up these other side, side hustles, which you mm. also love. Um, and, and you're kind of just going for it really, um, is what it, what it kind of seems like. I wanna... Yeah, I think. Oh, what are you going to say, Max? Sorry. So I was one thing is like uh, adding on to Chetan's thing is that what 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 that makes me think about is like so what are you know bearing in mind all that um, mm. you said there are it's massive expenses that need to be uh, are needed to be a stuntman so you have to obviously yeah. take that into mind as well. Um, I mean, is that is that uh, is that a big burden? as well but um, what, what are those things so so the criteria so in the in the uk there is a, a governing body of stunt performers called the british stunt register um it is possible to get stunt work outside of the british stunt register some coordinators you know will use anyone in the industry um and so i get a little bit of stunt work here and there whenever it comes up but if you want to get like really reliable stunt work in the uk you to become a member of the British Stunt Register because like, all, all the big productions and big coordinators, they'll go there first to get their performers. Um, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of, just a lot of tick boxes to tick. Um, so you have to complete six different uh, disciplines mm. and get like a really high standard in them. Like the ones I'm doing, uh, well, there's like about, I think there's about 12 you can choose from uh, that range from like, like uh, precision driving, horse riding, swimming, high diving, trampolining, scuba diving, swimming, uh, rock climbing, gymnastics. So there's like a whole load you can you can choose from. Um, and I, what I'm what am I doing? I'm doing some martial arts, my taekwondo. It's one of my skills. I've got my rock climbing instructor for my climbing. Uh, so that's my second skill. And I'm working on swimming at the moment and high diving. Hopefully, get those ticked off by the end of this year. Are those two separate things. Swimming and high diving. Um, and then next year, I'm focusing on the really expensive ones of uh, precision driving and horse riding. Oh, so that is a lot um, to then, uh, like uh, think about when like by going into it as well, right? I mean, yeah. that's a lot of expenses that would be incurred. Yeah, um, and then on top of all that, you also have to get twenty live days. So live show days, 
um, and also 40 days in front of camera. And then you have to do a an acting course as well. And, oh. and I think that's everything. There might be something <laughs> So what's the what's the standard for these things? Because I mean, I can I can jump on a horse. I'd probably die, but you know, I, I, can, I can I can I can ride it. Yeah. <laughs> so what's 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 the standard for these things? Uh, so quite it's um, moderate to difficult. Also, it's, I mean, it's not the, like. like are there actual numbers it's not like you, you have to train for like a month and then you'd be there. You have to kind of like put quite a bit of training in. Um, so obviously for the climbing, you have to get your rock climbing instructor. Um, so that's the, you have to become an instructor. Yeah. You have to get that uh, for badge. scuba diving, which I'm not doing, but you have to. I think you have to get your dive master qualification. Wow. Okay. That's, which you have to work up to. That's that's like one of the highest levels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And how good do you have to be? Because I I do. Uh, bouldering, um, rock climbing. Yeah. What? How good do you have to be to be uh, an instructor? Like what level? Uh, so you have to be able to lead climb confidently. S like S four A, so severe four A. Um, but then you also have to get on your logs. I think you have to do five HVS five Cs. Yeah. But what does that mean? Like you uh, sheer rock face with a two thousand meter drop? On I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty sketchy. It's pretty. It's like when you get into like the. It's when you get into like the quite technically challenging, ex, uh, kind of extreme exposure side of climbing. I guess. Give, give me an example. Like like so. Okay. So so. Um, yeah, give me an example. Like, like, what, what, what does that paint the picture of, of what that looks like? Is it, is it the kind of rock type? Is it like, you know, is it like Everest? Is it, is it <laughs> like, what, what is it? Uh, so the it's uh, a good question, actually. Isn't it? Um, isn't it just the like how difficult the climb is? Like the surface. I mean, the handles. What like. You know, like the yeah, easiest grade so, is that you can you can put all your your full finger into it and then lift yourself mm. up, as opposed to just putting the tips of your fingers in, yeah. and and you know then pulling yourself up. There's a big difference between you know that and being able to like really stick your hands in and then pull yourself up, right? Um, so, it's, it's more than that as well, like like flexibility. Yeah, because it's trad, because it's, it's like traditional climbing. So we we place all our own gear into the rock to save mm, us people. Um, so how so like climbing grades are graded upon that? Like how how good is, is the gear placement? Are there like lots of like really good like cracks? You can get nuts in. You can get mm. like cams ah. in. Um, and then also how exposed it is. So if it's like on the side of you know, if it's like you know, at, um, at a nice grassy stanage, like was a probably yeah. climbing place in the Peak District, where you just have like a, um, a cliff, or is it like ex- over like um, a sea cliff kind of thing? So the exposure mm-hmm. is going to the grade as well. Um, but it's just challenging. It's not. It's not something you could kind of like. It takes <laughs> a few months to build up to. Uh, a, few, a few months for you, mate. Because I mean, I, I say that because I remember in Venezuela, like you were. You there, there was this. I mean, it's hard to describe what the landscape there was like, but it's basically um, Mars. Really, yeah, it's basically Mars. It's like pillars of slippery black rock, and there's just me, kind of like trying to get in between them and just kind of like lean on them. And there's Mike just jumping <laughs> like across <laughs> ten meter cabins, like grabbing onto the side of one and jumping back. That's what was there. In, wow. in, in, I, I believe he was doing that in, in not even like actual um, hiking boots. It was it was in his like kind of minimalist shoes as well. Oh uh, um, yeah, they were like little like, water water flipper strider <laughs> things, weren't they? Hey, yeah, so you see, you so like for you, it's a few months. For me, I think it will be like a lifetime. But um, okay, okay, and then swimming. What's the standard for swimming? Like, is it hold your breath for one minute or uh, swim? Uh, uh, so there's, or? we have to do a, a test. Uh, in-house test uh, we have to do so the warm-up is 400 meters freestyle in 10 minutes which is fine it's quite easy uh, then you have to do 100 meters uh, front crawl 
in one minute 30, 100 meters breaststroke in one minute 50, 100 meters backstroke, no, no, 100 meters backstroke in one minute 45, uh, 100 meters butterfly in two minutes 10. Um, and they have to do two lengths underwater swim. Um, oh, how, how, and then you have to do is how long? Twenty five meters, fifty meters. Twenty five meters. So twenty five okay. meters underwater. Come up, have some, have some air back okay. underneath, and back, back twenty five meters. Okay. Um, tread water for five minutes, okay. and then two, and then you have to do a little bit without using your hands, and then you have to have a clothes section where you have to. I think it's um, hundred meters in two minutes. Front core is obviously the best one to do, but you're fully clothed with that, which is yeah. absolutely devastating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Heavy. yeah, yeah. But the, the um, swimming is a good one because it's it's reasonably cheap, um, and it's one that you just as long as you just like dedicate yourself to it, you're disciplined in it. You can yeah. just push yourself, push yourself, push yourself, and you'll eventually get there. So, mm. like with that, when you've discovered that these were the standards, and this is like the number of things that you had to do, um, yeah. Regardless of the cost, we're just talking about like the actual standard like that you have to meet what was your thought and how did you approach it because it seems monumental like mm. not, um honestly yeah like I, I i would be lucky in life to become that good at one of these things <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so it's it's something so i think i didn't I didn't quite grasp when I first started reading it. I thought, oh, you know, it was, yeah, it just kind of worked towards it. And then as I started like working, fully working towards it, I realized, oh, wait, this is actually quite, quite a challenge, really. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you, you, it was something, you, by then it was too late. You, you jumped in uh, literally into the, the, the stunt world and then, and then found out that these are all the things oh, so that you had I to do. Of, it was no so it was kind of like so i started training like getting getting into it and then as i was as i was getting into it before i fully committed i kind of realized that this is actually quite a lot to do mm. um but it sounds like you embraced yeah. the challenge anyway you, you saw it as a yeah. challenge and it's it's fun i guess is it fun is it fun for you like doing yeah. all these getting and knocking them off you know like telling them off yeah. this is done this is done I think one more to go is, or two more to go, whatever. The biggest thing I've realized is just like breaking each one down into yeah. like smaller sections is mm. 100% the way to do it. Um, did, did your did your time scale also change when you realized this? Was it like you thought that you could be a stuntman like in a year or two and then it became like, oh shit, it's going to take me a few more years to, to get there because I got the master? Yeah, know. a little bit. I kind of thought... I kind of thought it'd be the case of, oh, you know, you go on a few training courses, do a bit of, you know, training here and there, like da da da, and then you can kind of like get into the industry that way. But yeah, it's, <laughs> then I was like, oh no, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so you broke it down and you kind of just accepted it, I guess. Uh, yeah. Kept on pursuing it. And is there any, is there anything that would stop you at this point from like continuing on this path? Um, nothing. Nothing personally that would stop me, but obviously, you know, if yeah, exactly. the world was to end, then that might stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, when, the, when the world ends, yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing. Though. Um, yeah. So I, I have no intention of like um, giving up or anything. Can I? Can I ask how many how many bones have you broken since you've started? Um, none actually. Wow. <laughs> I, know, <right? laughs> I, I don't know why I I'm did. surprised by that. You should, I guess that's, <laughs> that's what you shouldn't have to do as a stuntman. But <laughs> so one of my, so I was originally going to start doing trampolining as one of my disciplines. I went to two sessions of trampolining and on the second session, I really badly injured my knee <laughs> oh, yeah. um, to the point where it's not, it's, I still get a little bit of a niggle these days. And that was like, that was just before I came to Columbia actually, Jet. So that was like, mm. what, two years ago now. Um, yeah, yeah. And then after yeah. that, I said I figured out that oh, actually, high diving is probably safer than trampolining. So I started doing high diving instead. Well, why is trampolining one, by the way? I mean, uh, in, is that just like for falling? You need to uh, so it's all about to a trampoline. aerial awareness and yeah, falling. 
um, oh. like from a, a high height, and then they'll what you don't see of a stuntman is them falling onto a trampoline as opposed to solid ground. Well, an airbag. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> how, how how to maneuver yourself in the air, getting your the area of awareness of your body, like how to tuck and get into certain positions. Okay. Because like on a, on an airbag, if you're doing a high fall onto an airbag, mm. you always want to land on your back. So even if you're like falling down that way, the very last minute when you're out of frame, you need to like tuck to land on your back. Mm. Okay. Uh, so, but, so like, and kind of like following from Mike's question, like what's the risk of death with this career? Like, um, <laughs> moderate. <laughs> <laughs> I think a couple of people, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something to take quite seriously because there are people yeah. die. I think a couple of people, maybe a couple of people die every year in the stunt industry, and a lot of people get injured. That's um, It's a very. I, I, had, what? I mean, so yeah, I mean, you're, just, you're saying there's something to take um, seriously. I, I I agree, but like, how, how are you approaching that? Like, how are you calculating that risk? Um, um, just consider like the thing is to like to realize that your body is what's making you your money. So you want to look after it and make mm. sure it's in tip top prime condition. And if, if mm. you're kind of asked to do something that you don't feel is safe, mm. well, it, safe in inverted commas because nothing can, nothing I, can ask. Are most stuntmen, stuntmen, sorry, and women are they generally kind of like think later action first type people or are they generally kind of like very conscious of their body and keeping it like safe or are they generally just like go for it kind of like types Probably the, the latter so that they would they're very conscious about their body and the safety oh uh, really yeah okay because you think yeah because because the impression is that it's it's it's, it's kind of like the 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 kind of a bit reckless but actually if you think about mm. it if you were to be good and survive in this industry until the point that you're great you have to be yeah. risk it's just like it's like entrepreneurship i guess mm. it's like you know people think of that as high risk but actually entrepreneurs are constantly risk mitigating um, mm. in order to survive long enough to be successful yeah, uh, oh, yeah. i would have thought i would have thought yeah i would have thought it would yeah. be you know like uh people the stuntmen are generally like you know they're just like think later just go for it like but well, I think they're, 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 they're dead when they're first years. <laughs> I'd I, I consider that to be like a daredevil, possibly. Actually, yeah. no, even then they. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good that we got you on as an early guest then. Um, yeah, you know. Play the play at my funeral. <laughs> 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 oh, fantastic and would would you say that there were any because like I, th I think i think we kind of told the story now but would, are, mm. are there any particular challenges along that way that we that you would like to like just jump into that were uh, you know barriers for you yeah so i mean my medical history has always been a bit sketchy um mm. like when i was 14 i was diagnosed with arthritis and i've got a hole in my heart so i have to kind of like play around those and keep you know yeah be aware that my body isn't exactly very healthy so that poses some challenges um that must be and I've quite always been... an issue for being a stuntman though were there lots of lots of questions raised by people in the in the industry or from the um uh, regulatory um system uh as long as i have it down on the risk assessment then okay. it's fine okay so it's usually okay um you need to take out insurance as a stuntman just a very just... uh yes okay. yeah okay that you you pay for that or the company pays for that uh so i, I pay for that myself uh, okay. Okay. but yeah go on so 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 um so you you're yeah go go and go also I, I i'm a, i'm quite a big procrastinator <laughs> i'm very good at yeah so i was i was always the sort of person at university my my assignments not assignments my reports and essays and stuff would always be done majoritively like in the last few days before the assignment was due. Um, Amen to that. Right along yeah. there with you. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. like, and then I've realized like over the last few years that if I, if I have a deadline, then when, when that deadline approaches, my brain very, 
efficiently kicks into work mode and I'm able to like, you know, pretty much get out a really good, really good bit of work. Yeah. Um, but now I found myself in a position in life where I don't have any deadlines. Like there's mm. like my, my, it's just life now. Um, there's no one setting deadlines for me. Oh, you need to get your swimming done by this day. You need to be on the register by this day and all that kind of stuff. So I've just had to really, just really like get my self-discipline under mm. control and actually like I'm pretty much give myself deadlines for like each and every little thing that I do and like be really disciplined in it, I guess. Um, how, so. how did you develop that discipline? Like, was there anything that, you know, I mean, I think it's one thing to say I, I, I had to do it, but then did, was there anything, did you build up to like developing that discipline and stopping? Do you have like certain things like, you know, you tell yourself you have to sign up to X number of things that have. So I, I have a little Excel spreadsheet that has um, everything that I need to accomplish. And. I pretty much just sort of give myself like day to day things. I'll do in this day, you know, get some weapon work in, you know, do an hour of weapon work in the morning kind of thing. And then, you know, you're swimming in the afternoon and then just, just, and then just be disciplined and try and keep to the schedule that I give myself. I remember something that we made. I think now I just reminded uh, of it early in when I was going on this direction and you were, you were starting your stunt thing. We made this uh, sheet called Accountability. Accountability Buddies, yeah. <laughs> and it was an accountability sheet that we'd all we both write in, and and then uh, it, there was like punishments if or, or you know if it, it, if we it did work. To, it did. Like it did. at the time that we used it, it did work, and then I think we both just got quite. <laughs> we didn't have the accountability buddy of the accountability buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so it we just... external to be accountable for the accountability buddy. <laughs> uh, I think I also moved to Colombia and, and that changed things because we used to be like uh, in the morning, like working out. And so we'd have a lot of mm -hmm. more contact back then. Um, yeah. Same time zone and shit. But yeah. So, and then, and then with, with, so, so that's cool. And then with, um, with, you know, you, you mentioned that you, 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 you had, like medical concerns, like you had a hole in your heart. And those, so going back to your childhood, like was this one of the, the, the things that made you think, no, being a stunt performer isn't for me? Like how was, how are you? I, 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 yeah. I've been thinking about this recently. I'm, I'm not entirely yeah. sure to be honest, because I can't really remember what I was thinking back then and why mm. I didn't pursue it. But I think, because when I, when I was quite younger, I, um, I wasn't, yeah, I, I yeah, and I think maybe the 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 thought that you are, you know, you Michael, you've got arthritis. This is a bit silly. Um, that, that might have subconsciously contributed to me not pursuing it when I was younger, I guess. And like, how? What? What? What made that? Some like, what, what's your attitude to it now? Uh, like. Um, that just this is full throttle. I, if, if my attitude, my attitude now is that if I don't, if I don't pursue it like hundred percent, then I'll regret it in the future. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to go until I can't, until until something like physically stops me. Um, I'm just going to mm -hmm. go. Otherwise, I'll regret it. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I no totally regrets. Yeah, no regrets. And yeah, okay, cool. And is it? Does it? provide any i know i think I, th I think that's it that's awesome and so it's just kind of you you yeah you just i guess yeah. well it's a <laughs> just thought fuck it <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a ruthless industry though um any i'm sure any actors or any anyone in the film industry any like performing arts people will know how it can be very soul crushing sometimes mm. uh, very de demotive it's kind of like you, my, my, my motivation like you know it's like a sine wave it peaks and troughs at the time like if i get um a string of good jobs then i'll be highly motivated but then like if it's um you know you can go for times when you know you're being put up for jobs but you're not getting them mm. or you're going to auditions you're not hearing that kind of stuff um and so i think that's when i kind of realized that you can't really rely on motivation to push yourself mm. yeah 
like like when you're highly motivated then yeah you can ride the motivation wave and it's great but when you you've, you've got no motivation whatsoever it's really important at that point like to have really good self-discipline to like keep going and like keep pushing yourself and be like you know i'm not very motivated at the moment but i know that it will be worth it in the end yeah would, would, would you say that comes from like a belief as well like that like 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 you know whether that be i would regret it if i don't or like i can do it you know if i just keep on going yeah both i guess because i know it's yeah, I know it's definitely within my physical capabilities to to, like, mm. to get on the register and be a, a pretty semi-competent stunt performer. Um, <laughs> so British, semi-competent. <laughs> uh, can't can't say in America. It'll be like the best performer I've ever lived. <laughs> um, did, did did any doctor? I remember when I I, I saw. I have asthma and it was worse when I was young and the doctor said that I couldn't go scuba diving uh, which, mm. with the school which, which freaking sucked because I've been scuba diving now and I wish you know but anyway that's, that was a doctor judgment I was a kid my mum went with it what doctor said yeah was, are, there, are there any bar- what are there any barriers that doctors have been putting I mean your- so like me scuba diving because uh, I originally was going to do um, yeah. I was going to do scuba diving as one of my skills and then mm. I spoke to my cardiologist about it, and he said, "No, Michael, don't do scuba diving. Uh, you'll die." Okay. And I think all my doctors. This guy, I do feel kind of bad about this because all my doctors advise me not to pursue a career as a stunt performer. Mm. Mm. Um, and to so, which, what did you say to them? Um. I can't remember. I think it was along the lines of, I, I appreciate you saying that and I, I'm hearing you saying that and I understand why you're saying that, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah. so I do try and... I try and be as careful as possible because, like... Yeah. Because um, I'm, I'm under the care of the NHS, so I don't want to, like, overburden them mm. too much, uh, I guess. That's you. Yeah, yeah. And are, are, are there any points where certain things kind of kick off like certain I don't, I don't know maybe the arthritis or something does it does it kind um, of yeah, yeah. it has done in the past but at the moment it's quite stable um that's really good mm. to hear yeah yeah that's awesome because um, it's really against all the odds yeah. isn't it it's it, yeah. it sounds like it's that's a it. it's a story that's guaranteed to uh go through because it's a against the odds story okay. Yeah, that's a, I'll, I'll stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many odds against me that I can't possibly stop. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's but really think... inspirational, mm. to be honest. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I remember. I, yeah. Oh, God, no, sorry. Because mine are, I, I wanted to kind of ask, like, closing comment, but uh, but if you've got something, go. Because I wanted to ask no, a Yeah, question. I mean, it's... Very, 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 very small thing because I, I just, I just remember before you were a stuntman, we went to Venezuela. Like I was giving that story that we were jumping from here to there, and then you had yeah. your medication that you needed to take, but it had to be refrigerated. And at some point, um, that wasn't possible anymore, so you decided not to take it, and that yeah. was going to lead to consequences in a month or two from that point. <laughs> and and and. Um, yeah, of, and and I remember you, you yeah, you, you saying then like, oh, <laughs> this is gonna get bad. <laughs> you might need to, yeah, yeah. Did you? But yeah, you for, still. Fortunately, yeah. my medication doesn't need refrigerating these days, can, as long as it's under twenty five degrees. But then I suppose in Venezuela it's probably over twenty five degrees most of the time, isn't it? So. Oh man, at one point I think it hit forty, and and yeah. then you and the other Michael. There's three Michaels now in the story. Got very very sick. Too uh, many. <laughs> do you want do you want to tell the quick story about you getting sick in Venezuela? Uh, because I think that was really interesting. Um, um, <laughs> and then we go to the conclusion. I don't think it's the only. Oh no! Yes, this is this on the on the way back from Quava El Fan. The kick yeah, the Phantasma, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know why I got ill, but we so we had we'd started out at Unet, no, Paul Piken. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Paul Piken, this yeah, little yeah. village 
uh, like an indigenous, indigenous village, um, kind of near Mount Ravima. Mm, where okay. nearish? It's kind of around there, is it? No, not Ravima. But where's Angel Falls? Uh, oh. That's 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 Aoyan. Aoyan, yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of nearish Aoyan Tepuri. Um And we went on this expedition, like a little, uh, it was like a four day hike, wasn't it? From there to go find this mm-hmm. place called uh, the Cave of the Ghost. Um, which wasn't yes. a cave. <laughs> it was just a yeah, really, I mean, so it's very this, impressive. Very so impressive. discover a, you know, high, tall tale. So some, some guy, I've forgotten his name now, just a jackass, uh, discovers this, <laughs> this, this cave, which he took a, yeah. a, a particular photo of in a particular way, called it the Cave of the Ghost. And it's like, it looks like one of the biggest caverns that exist. You can fit like a helicopter in this cavern, mm. in, in this particular landscape. And so it's like, it was worth going to because because you're 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 just going to visit this 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 thing this guy's just discovered in the middle of the mountains. It's, it's very very spectacular. You get there and it's not a cave. <laughs> just a jackass <laughs> took a particular photo of it with a fisheye lens. And this is this is the truth of discovery, right? Like 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 there's lots of like they they it's like pirate tales. Like you know, look what I discovered. And and yeah, you know. So we were there and we we're walking, but it was still pretty cool. Yeah. We we're walking oh, yeah, back. It was and we're walking back, and I, I then just started feeling really kind of off a bit. And then I thought, oh, it's fine. It's probably just dodgy tummy. And we went. I think we camped, and then woke up the next day, and I could barely oh. like I could barely move at all. Uh, someone else had to carry my bag, and we had like an entire day's um, like walk from where we were in the rainforest all the way back to the village, which was about seven hours. Oh god! Yeah, easy, that, easy, and. I all I was focusing on, like for that those that entire seven hours was left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, <laughs> throw up in the bush, go chip in that bush, left foot, right foot, go for shit, go throw up, left foot, right foot. Oh my god! What, what was what, what was yeah. what did you have? I can't remember. I don't know what's wrong with me, but we got back to. We, we got well, I, I, I can guess what was wrong. The the, 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 the the team was supposed to be putting chlorine in the water. Turns oh, out yeah. they weren't. They were just taking rid of the water and giving it to us. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, we were out there. We were like we were being hyper hyper sensitive. Like, every single bit of water we were consuming ourselves, we'd pass it through like a water filter, and we're drinking that. And then we we found out at the very end of the expedition that because the the um our, our guides had been giving us like was it iced tea. Yeah, that was, it was some, iced some, some sort of a, then, wasn't cold, but they had a packet of iced tea which they'd put into the water to give it the flavor. Yeah. yeah, I think we just assumed that they were obviously purifying it as well with like chlorine tablets, and then it took up like the last couple of days, and we realized no, they're just putting it like a jug in the river and then pouring this iced tea in it, out of it, and giving it to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought rainforest water is supposed to be quite pure because it's like filtered through like the ground. Um, yeah, it depends guess, how yeah. high you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon the water from top of the Tapuis would have been Pretty fine good. to drink. Mm. Very, very good. And um, on, on the Jasper Falls, where it's this incredible landscape where. All the rock is red, super slippery, but all the rock is red. Mm. Yeah, I, I would fall over just standing up, for example. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like you, you were just standing there, you'd shift your weight slightly, and boom, you just like, <laughs> yeah, gone. And and Jasper's like it's such a hard rock as well. <laughs> yeah, so dense. It would, yeah, wow. It's painful. You got and, to see and, Angel yeah. Falls as well. Uh, we didn't see Angel Falls. Oh. We were just close by it. Yeah, yeah, we're close by. But we, 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 you see waterfalls just 700 meters just flying out the side of mountains all the time. I mean, that, the waterfall oh. in the waterfall in the Cave of the Ghost was beautiful as well, wasn't it? Because that's why it was called the Cave of the Ghost, because the waterfall coming down oh, okay. the side of the... Yeah, the and then it happens. breaks into a spray and it spins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just, gets blown by the wind, and so it's moving back and forth, and it's really cool. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, and so I think I think yes. Yeah, so that I mean, we get to the village, and then Mike knocks out for like a day or two on, on a hammock, and yeah. the, the 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 tribe that we're living with, and we, we I think the first Europeans to visit them after after so the second Europeans to visit them ever. There was a German crew group decades ago that that did it, um, and 
and and they were very concerned <laughs> about Mike. They'll they'll give him like remedies, the little. Well, the the, the head there. of the village did like um performed like a blessing ceremony on, on me, didn't yeah, he? Like keep safe. exactly. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah, and they liked you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I woke up like later on. I just had like my back was covered in mosquito bites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty harsh uh, space. Yeah, doesn't make you want to go to the rainforest. <laughs> oh no! I, I, every, every, whenever I'm not in the rainforest, I want to be back in the rainforest. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I tell you what. I, like when I was younger, I could not. But when it was hot, I could not sleep in the heat at all, and I'd be tossing and turning all, all the time. But spending like what a few weeks out in venezuela now like when it's hot in the uk i can just sleep whenever really? <laughs> yeah yeah amongst the amongst all the um mosquitoes i remember one time when we because we were sleeping in the same tent and i opened the tent mike was already knocked out but the gap between or you're already in and the gap between the netting of the tent and 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 the wall of the plastic sheet outside had so many mosquitoes i, cu- I couldn't see like it was <laughs> hundreds of mosquitoes, so I, I had oh, to spray it to get get them to fly out before I opened it, because otherwise we both get eaten alive. Yeah. <laughs> oh my it's god. Heavy man. That sounds deep, awful. Deep jungle. And do you want to? Uh, well, and then do you want to tell them the snake story uh, quickly, Mike? Oh, um, so this was on the first day going up Akopan. I think so. Yeah. So yeah. we we'd left a different village. This one called Unek. Um, which is sort of situated just in front of Akapan Tepui. Um, and we were in the rainforest that's on the slopes of it, like the lower slopes of it. And I, you know, I'm tired, I'm hot. I'm, I just kind of like, we, we get to a point where we stop and I lean up, lean up against a tree. <laughs> and I suddenly <laughs> like, something in the tree rustles and something hits my shoulder and lands on the floor. And I'm like, Oh, someone just fell out of the tree on me. And then I looked down and thought, and I looked, looked down at my feet and thought, oh, that's a really cool stick. Bent <laughs> <laughs> down to like start to pick it up and then it moves. I'm like, oh shit, that's not a stick. <laughs> oh shit, it's a stick. So I, I take a step back um, and then I call Antonio over, who is one of our guides. Yeah. Um, and he, he walks over to me, looks down at the snake, grab, grabs me by the rucksack and pulls me back even further and goes <laughs> like, Oh, they so said, Michael, you're a very lucky man. It's like a, a was it a bot viper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, bot, a, a, a kind of bot viper. Like one of the most yeah. dangerous snakes in South America. God. <laughs> if, if, if it bites <laughs> Mike, he's done in 20 minutes. And there's really? been, we're, we're nowhere near. We don't have any. We got a doctor, but he doesn't have an antivenin for that. Sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and you were about to go pick it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what you do when you're like in a completely foreign, foreign environment that you've never been before. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, you're one, you're uh, one lucky man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think um, it was probably it was probably quite fortunate that he did fall out the tree because it's always that obviously dazed and shocked little thing. Mm, um, so yeah, bit, I probably just woke him up and he's like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. It's a baby one. It's still, yeah. still venomous and still mm. like can kill a human, but. Um, an adult one. The adult ones, they're famous because they 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 pursue they they pursue uh, they, they they don't just um, like most snakes attack when they feel scared and then kind of retreat because they don't want to be hurt. They'll actually chase you. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until they get you. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's 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 absolutely frightening. So um, like the worst snakes in the world. Yeah, they are basically the most dangerous things in the world yeah. up there in the top three or something yeah um, I, th- I yeah. think they are responsible for the majority of snake related deaths in south america yeah yeah well, i could have been a part of that statistic yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there you go dysentery snake bites <laughs> tribal <laughs> blessings come to venezuela <laughs> No, but it does sound amazing. I mean, Venezuela is also one place I definitely want to come visit. Go and visit. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll do a chat venture. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Concluding remarks. You're well, it wasn't a concluding remark, really. It was just, it was just like, well, a final question, really. Like, uh, so I remember before last time you said uh, that you had some, um, some gigs, jobs that coming up that were very exciting, but very secret. 
Are you allowed to yeah. say what they are Sadly, now? Sadly, I can't talk about them at the moment because they're not out yet. Oh. Um, and I'll get hunted down and killed. I'll never work in the industry again. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but um, what, what about like uh, previous ones? Was that, or, or... Uh, so, so a lot of the work I've done, yeah, so I get a little bit of stunt work every now and then. Um, from like because because I'm, I'm off road, so I get a little bit of stunt work here and there. Mm. Um, so I am doubled for Callum Turner in uh, the Boys in the Boat, which is coming out in December. Nice. I think I have heard uh, that one actually. Yeah. I'm, uh, so that's that's happening, and then I've done a lot of like sp- like special action work, which is a reasonably new term in the industry. It's kind of like back like fighting and like weapon work, military work. Um, so I've done a lot of uh, stormtrooper stuff in the first season of Andor, part of the troopy oh. unit. Um, and then I've got some fun sword fighting fantasy stuff coming out next year, um, which I which was filming earlier this year. Um, and then, yeah. Awesome. Well, I wish, wish I could say more, but hands are tight. I think it's an interesting place to, to 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 be right now because it's like yeah after after all of that journey it's actually unfolding you're you're getting really good gigs in these in these big productions, mm-hmm. um, which is very 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 cool. Uh, Unfortunately, okay. we won't be able to see you as, your face as a, in a stormtrooper uh, outfit, I guess. But no, just imagine every stormtrooper you see is me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, cool. um, let's just do more. Let's just, let's, let's, let's do one on Venezuela. I think that'd be a fun one to do, uh, to go through those stories and hopes and dreams. I think, yeah, there's, there's a whole backstory there. Um, and yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, it's really hope, hopefully. You've thank you for hearing my story. <laughs> yeah. So have you taken some inspiration? Always feel free to, uh, you know, if you have any questions about the stunt register, if you have any questions about um, or comments about journeys like this that maybe you're you're embarking on, if you yourself or, or you know a friend that um, would also has a story to share, you know, let us know in the comments and um, subscribe for more if you found value in this. That's it, really, from me. Until until the next one. See you later. Cool. See you later. Bye. Ciao. 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 Bye.